Welcome to the Impossible Things Podcast October bonus edition. Uh, it's Halloween, and we have a special excerpt for you from our ghost episode, which we didn't have time to include in our ghost episode final version. So we cut it out, we set it aside, saved it for this specific time, and now we'll relay that to you. It is a brief history of Halloween as set out by our esteemed guest from the Ghosts episode, Eric Nix. So I hope you enjoy. You said you did some research, Eric, on the uh, the history of Halloween. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. Because I, I am a fan. I was like, well, I need to learn a little bit more about this, right? So yeah. bear with me for a minute. No, so, please. Uh, originated in ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. I'm saying that right. It's okay. Samhain. Uh, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off roaming spirits. Uh, they would celebrate this on November 1st, which marked the end of the harvest uh, um, and the beginning of basically the cold winter time, which they felt brought dread and death and whatnot. So the night before the new year on November 1st, uh, it was said that the boundary between the living and the dead became blurred. Um, and as such, they would they would try and ward off spirits and whatnot. And then it's it's evolved throughout the years. Uh, so the Roman Empire, uh, who conquered the Celts, had two festivals themselves uh, called Feralia, when the Roman traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. And the second was to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess. Uh-huh. And... Pomona apparently was represented by an apple. That was her like symbol, okay. which leads to much further down down the line that uh, there may be a connection between bobbing for apples and mm. Pomona. Oh, interesting, I know, right? Rather interesting. <laughs> I always wondered why it was a Halloween centric thing. Yeah, that sense. I thought it was just because apples were ripe. Uh, then the poison the apples, Snow White. I don't know. Oh. In the eighth century, Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to honor all saints and martyrs. And the holiday All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve, which ah. eventually turned to Halloween. Uh, celebration of Halloween was limited. Uh, so now switching to America. Uh, celebration of Halloween was limited in colonial New England due to rigid Protestant belief system. So mm-hmm. they kind of tamped it down as much as they could. They didn't want this. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and then as different, uh, European groups came and populated, uh, uh, America, uh, and those European traditions and actually native American traditions kind of melded together. And that's how kind of the, the more, uh, the Halloween that we know that kind of came to be, it was just an amalgamation of all these other, you know, celebrations kind of came together. Uh, and then things called play parties or public events. How to celebrate the harvest where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Huh. The second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with Irish immigrants, Celts. They brought back some of these older traditions. It's a, it's a fascinating holiday, right? Yeah. Uh, Irish immigrants due to the potato famine of 1846, mm-hmm. resulting in the popularization uh, of Halloween nationally. And then in the 1800s, there was a move in America to downplay the frightening or grotesque portions of, <laughs> of Halloween. Naturally. And move to a more community-based affair. 
Uh, and during that time, most of uh, the more superstitious or religious uh, overtones were kind of lost. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, it's kind of, it's now like, I, I saw a quote that says it's a $6 billion industry now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's real really close behind. Too. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a step behind Christmas right now. As Jeez. Far as the Halloween season home. does seem to be as long as the Christmas season. Yeah. I'd say, like, it's equally as long right now, but it seems like it's growing. Like, uh, so it, we work at a place that celebrates Halloween, but didn't really have much of a market on it when I first started working there. Not at all. It certainly has grown in the in the 13 years. I think it was around 2006 they really started laying heavy on it, and that now it's like like our Halloween period used to be like September to September through mid September through the end of October, and now it's like end of August, like Labor Day through November 1st. Period. Like, and it's yep. no shorter than that. Yep. Um, and I can only see it like I don't think it'll get longer than that. But there are there are other places in the area. I mean, like places that are like haunted house centric, like uh, Universal Studios in Hollywood and Knott's Berry Farm that does Knott's Berry Farm. They start in like July. Is that right? Start building June. They start building yeah. mazes oh, in like July. Yeah. They don't start celebrating, but they like they start prepping and designing. And I mean, well, they just they design years out. But and some of the more popular ones now stretch into November. Right. They, they start oh. in September. They don't end until like mid-November now. Because... Overlapping with Christmas quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, absolutely. People, people still want to get their fill of it, I think. Not like, Scary Farm 2016 is September 22nd to October 31st. Yeah, see, so that, like the actual the actual implementation isn't very long. But like I, I know from the fan sites, which I read for God knows what reason, they um, – they start talking about maze design and like you can start seeing construction of some of these things pop up in like midsummer. Yeah. It's absolutely. really, really creepy. Creepy. Well, I guess not creepy. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to see like the market has expanded significantly in the last ten years. So absolutely. I'm not at all surprised it's I mean, there are people like I have a good friend that celebrates Halloween way more than they celebrate Christmas. Right. So it is no surprise to me that the two are comparable because I think at least in America, that is definitely that they, they definitely there uh, there's a a sliver of the population that loves it as much as or more than Christmas. I know my wife and I this year we decorated uh, the first week of September. Yeah, we were ready, and it, it's become such a tradition, just as much so as Christmas growing up for me. Now Halloween, I, we're starting to get these traditions together. Like yeah. we have a stack of DVDs sitting right next to our TV. It's all the scary movies and like horror movies we want to watch right. in the next you know month and. It's definitely like it's definitely grown. I think I yeah. think people's affinity for it has grown, and I think it's most. I got, I gotta say, it's probably mostly our generation because my parents' generation is like very. At least my parents specifically were very precisely what you described. Uh, the, the you know pilgrims, Protestants, yeah, very, very much like a, oh, we're gonna celebrate harvest, not yes. not actual Halloween. Don't say Halloween. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this. Um, but just it's just interesting, like the history of like some of those traditions, like the trick or treating tradition or like, I mean, just the all all Saints Day versus All Hallows Eve and all that stuff. And just like the, the combination of cultures and like mm-hmm. how it's become much more of a global celebration than yeah. a, you know, traditional Celtic or um, I mean, I don't like Mexico has a lot of traditions with uh, with the dead. And Day they, the they, dead yeah. yeah. And they've they've overlapped that quite a bit with Halloween, which has been great because. Dia de las Muertes. Muertos, I, I'm yeah. Horrible with Spanish, but uh, that's like I mean, it's near Halloween, near enough that they can overlap the so. two, but it is it's, not uh, October thirty first. The Dia de los Muertos is uh, November first, All Saints Day. Uh, oh, so it is the same. The okay, I, I always thought it was like a couple weeks before yeah. or after. I can never peg it. But. It's uh, it's due to the the high concentration of Catholic 
uh, uh, makes sense. adherence within mm. the, the Latino community. Yeah, see. And, then, and I think it's got yeah. the same sort of things you learn overall, you know, the boundary between living dead on that, you know, yeah. that night is what blurs that line so that you can see spirits. Anybody else find the irony that the church is what perpetuates this, like, supposedly really evil holiday? <laughs> like, anyway, whatever. It's a semi-rhetorical question. I'm going to let that one hang. Topic for another day. Oh. <laughs> That's a different impossibility. Okay, well, nonetheless, thanks, Eric, for, for being here and discussing yeah, this hyper-creepy topic.